Hey. What up? Welcome to the Poser Podcast. I feel like it's like a reunion. Yeah. I'm Ian Campbell. I'm Benjamin Bean. And we've been busy. Very, very, very busy. Yeah. Which For a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? Dude. What have I not been up to? <laughs> um, I started teaching. Yeah. Um, so I've been teaching for about three weeks now. Which is crazy. I think three or four weeks. Yeah. Maybe four weeks. I don't remember. <laughs> it kind of runs together after a while. <laughs> but it's Labor Day weekend. Woo! Um, I don't get that. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is a perk of teaching. Yeah. Holidays are holidays. Yeah, it's not a perk of working in a prison. Yeah. They don't, you don't get holidays in prison. Yeah. It's just another day. I appreciate your service. <laughs> Thanks. But if you got a holiday... Then that would be anarchy. Yeah. And holidays would become the purge. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so I started teaching. And then last week I moved out mm-hmm. from under the rooftops of my parents. Hey, oh. For the first time. Which I feel weird saying since I'm like almost 26. <laughs> but, you know, things are what they are. Yes. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's good. Yeah. I might go into more detail later, but that's good. How are things with you? Pretty good. I did some, some moving myself. Yeah. Um, last time, well, last time I spoke with everyone, I was in Ohio at my grandmother-in-law's funeral. Now that everyone is depressed again, um, I, (laughs) I, we no longer live in Midtown, which I think I said that. Um, we live in Cordova and since the last episode, I have moved, me and my wife, we have moved into our very own home. Yeah. Yeah. It's a house in, in, in the Dova, which is where we are currently recording. So it's a very nice house. It is. I, I like it. I love it. It's awesome. Except for the guy left these little, he was a hunter. So he like had a bunch of like dead things on the wall yeah and he left weird left all the little just left the little screws in the wall just and they're not like there's some serious screws yeah like in the in the other room they're like bolts like frankenstein neck bolts just like in the wall you have like a freaking moose in there or something uh yeah i mean i guess i don't know maybe (laughs) a person i don't know Jeez. i hope not yeah i'm gonna that would be weird let's let's hope that wasn't a person um, hmm. it wasn't a person. It wasn't. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that. Who taxi people? <laughs> Get that out of the way. This is a guy I shot on Beale Street one time. We didn't buy our house from. Did you taxidermy him? <laughs> I want to remember this moment. <laughs> um, I that's, anyways. All right, Dexter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is an awesome house. It was very, very much a blessing. Like. I still, like I told Ben earlier, like I feel like I keep waking up in this house that I'm like, do I, when do I have to leave? When are the <laughs> people that live here are going to come back? And yeah, and that's me. So you better hope they aren't coming back. Yeah. It's mine for 
Gotta live here for 30 years. Yeah. Well, you don't have to, but yeah. I don't plan on moving. This is an awesome house. And it's like eight minutes from where I work and eight, and like two minutes from the church and like eight minutes from where Gretchen works. So it's like perfect. That's awesome. Yes. Couldn't we get were, any better than that. Yeah. Uh, we were discussing gas mileage earlier, you and I. Yes, we were. And how amazing it is. It is incredible. Now that we've moved. I am to, to, to segue back into my side of things, I guess. <laughs> I've been staying with Ian's family. Yes. Parents and his brother. Yes. In Whitehaven, which is like in the Haven, twelve minutes from where I work. Um, which is awesome, <laughs> as opposed to forty-five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and forty-five minutes makes a big difference at five o'clock in the morning. Yes. So I went from waking up at four fifteen to waking up at five, and being at work on time at six o'clock, which is very nice. Yes. So and also. Like we were talking about with gas mileage. I went from filling up every four days. <laughs> and I filled up w- once last week. <laughs> and it which, lasted eight days. Yes. Which is awesome. Which you don't really notice. Like, I don't know. I didn't really notice gas mileage until, well, I guess until I was an adult. And like, yeah. I don't know, like something I never really noticed until I got married and had to budget and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were saying it was like, what, like $40 every four days yeah, is what you're saying? Yeah, $40 every four days for me. That's crazy. And it was about the same for, well, it's not about the same, but it was probably about uh, every like five days, about yeah. the same every five days. And so. uh, oil too, changing oil. Yeah. Because I changed my own oil. Um, I did. Um, which is weird not doing that now, but, um, so much easier not doing it. It is easier. Um, but like I changed it because I lived in Sardis. Yeah. I I mean, I would change it like every month and a half Jeez. usually. Yeah. And that's 5,000 miles. Shh. That's changing it every 5,000 miles. Um, so anyway, with the move Dang. and teaching and everything, I was about 2000 miles over. The last time I changed it was in May. Yeah. I was about 2,000 miles over, so it had been 7,000 miles since I last changed it. Um, so I actually went and got it changed yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Mm. And, like, I should be good for, for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be nice. We're going to take a selfie. That's the volume. Doesn't work on the Instagram. Okay, now that that's done. I feel like I look like Bane with this thing covering my mouth. <laughs> you don't. What's a line that he says? Um, let the games begin. Let the game. How you do? Let the games begin. Let the games begin. <laughs> I usually could do it a lot better. <laughs> you got to put an opening at the back of your hands. Because if you do that, it covers up. Let the games begin. There you go. That was better. I mean, it still doesn't sound like Bane. No. It's like an old I guy with his hand on his mouth. But <laughs> anyway, hey, I think I'm gonna get uh, a case like yours. Really? Just not Spider-Man, because I want it to actually yeah. be a good case. So yeah, whatever. Um, I gotta get a new one. Yeah. It's my life proof. It's like a hole in the lock button, and 
it's like falling apart. Can't you? Oh, that no, no, never mind. That's OtterBox. They'll replace it or whatever. Yeah. Lifeproof doesn't do that. I don't think Lifeproof does it. Dang. Because they're not Lifeproof. Anyways, back at it, folks. That's the caption for the picture he's about to post. Hashtag poser nation, which I kind of feel like is more of like a poser cul-de-sac at this point, since we don't ever post anything. Yeah. I feel like our nation has dwindled. (laughs) Our fans are few. Yeah. Since we post like once a month or once every two months. Yeah. We're we're hoping to get back to at least once a month. Yeah. Because we love doing this. Like I said on the last one, it's not... Yeah. You know, we're not trying to make this a career. Yeah. I mean, it'd be awesome if we could, but... Yeah. We're not. So, at this point. At this point, it's not really realistic. Yeah. Because we got responsibilities and stuff. Yeah. But, but we it's love still something doing it. we want to do. Yeah, exactly. And we love doing it, so we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. At our pace. Yeah. And and teaching is... I didn't realize this until I had already started doing it. And like... I guess we'll just go ahead and go there. Um, <laughs> But like teaching is apparently in like the top five most stressful jobs on the planet or something like that according to some statistic or something that's what i've been told um (laughs) and like i've also been told like the first year is all about survival like if you can survive the first year then you'll be okay like as long as you continue to keep trying Mm -hmm. like it's there's two things they say first year is all about survival survive that first year it gets better. You're probably not going to really start getting good at it until like your fourth or fifth year. Uh. So it's like survive the first year and then after five years you're set. <laughs> so that's where I'm, um, I'm just having to tell myself that. Just get to that five years. Yeah. Well, right now just to get through the first year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like, I'll be honest, like it's been probably the toughest thing I've ever had to go through in my life really like no no joke um it's just been extremely and a lot of it has been the new job and a lot of it has been moving at the same time yeah and you know moving away from my family and all of that and and their situation is kind of crazy and they don't really know where they're going or what they're doing yeah um but for me it's just been it's been this weird um kind of juxtaposition of knowing I'm exactly where God wants me to be. Yeah. Like knowing that I'm walking in obedience and this is where I want to be, mm-hmm. which is great because that's like the first time yeah. in years. Yeah. And it's like, yes, I'm walking in obedience. I'm taking these steps and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's not talk. Yeah. It's action. But it's that juxtaposed with the fact that I don't like it yet. Yeah. And I'm very uncomfortable. And it's very, very hard work. And it's extremely exhausting and discouraging. Like, I haven't been this discouraged or borderline, like, depressed (laughs) since, like, early college years when I was 
emotional all the time. Yeah. Like you remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't felt I'm I'm not to that same degree now, but I yeah. haven't felt this close to it. Yeah. Since then, which is very disconcerting, but like that's okay. Yeah. Because what God is showing me is like it's not about my comfort level right now. Yeah. It's not about me liking the job. It's yeah. about me glorifying him in obedience. Yeah. And my comfort right now is a sacrifice. And that's not to say that he doesn't want me to enjoy what he's called me to. Yeah. I believe wholeheartedly that that will come. Yeah. But because God is always working for our good and for his glory. Yeah. But right now I need to not be so focused on my good and I need to be more focused on his glory. Yeah. And that needs to be my focus. And he'll he'll he's concerned with both. Yeah. He'll take care of me and and my good. It's not my job to worry about my good. Yeah. It's my job to worry about his glory. Yeah. And so like every day, like I have never I don't think in my life I have ever been so completely dependent upon the constant presence of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. I mean, it's like he has become as necessary to my well-being, to my life, to my sanity, to my ability to do the job yeah. as the air that I breathe. <laughs> and that's not being figurative. That's being literal. Like yeah. every day I walk in and it's like, <laughs> God, I can't do this. Yeah, I, I can't. I yeah. can't do this. I don't know how to do this job. Yeah. But I know that I'm here in obedience to you. I want to glorify you more than I want to do anything. Yeah. So if I crash and burn at this job, <laughs> I'm going to crash and burn obeying you. Yeah. I'm going to crash and burn glorifying you. Yeah. And it's because it's like one of my favorite things um, is from uh, the Silver Chair from the Chronicles of Narnia series. Mm-hmm. And there's this point where the prince is in the the chair. I don't. Are you familiar with that story at all? Vaguely, it's been a long time. Yeah. So he's under a spell, and he believes that during the day, I think it's the daytime, he believes that's who he really is, and he's been lied to by this witch that at night he becomes a different person. He becomes this monster who tries to kill people. Mm. Um, he tries to break. That's why she binds him to the silver chair. Is because he becomes this monster and he's he's not safe to be around at night. But in reality, at night is when he becomes who he really is. In the daytime, he's under the spell and thinks he's somebody oh. else. So the reason he tries to get out of the chair is because he has his full senses and he knows who he is. Yeah. And he's trying to escape. And Aslan told them to set him free. And that's their whole mission this whole time has been to go set him free. Mm-hmm. And they get there and... He starts, you know, they believe the, the, the spell, they believe the lie, mm-hmm. that that's not who he really is. And because he tells them, he's like, no matter what I say, do not let me go. If you let me go, I will kill you. Oh, wow. No matter who I say I am or what I say I am. Yeah. But then, after night, he starts telling them he's the real prince, and he's like, no, you got to let me go. Like, yeah. Please let me go. The other me is a lie. It's the spell. You got to let me go. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, but you told us that. And no matter what you say, don't let you go because you'll kill us. Yeah. So even what you're saying right now could be a lie. 
And at one point, Puddle Glum, who is just this great character. Oh, I love Puddle Glum. Yeah. At one point, after they debate about this, and it's this very intense Mm -hmm. debate, he says, Aslan didn't tell us what would happen if we obeyed him. He just told us to obey him. Oh, man. (laughs) So he's saying, Aslan didn't say he wouldn't kill us if we let him out of the chair. He He just just said, said, let him out out of the the chair. chair. You're like, it's not up to us. Yeah. To decide. It's if, already been decided. It's already been decided. Yeah. Like, maybe he will kill us. But if that's what Aslan wanted... Maybe he'll give us donuts. Yeah. yeah. If that's what Aslan wanted, then that's not our call. Yeah. Aslan has never led us astray before. Yeah. Why, Why should would we he? think he would now? Yeah. We have to do what he says. And if we die, we die. Yeah. And he says, whether we live or die, Aslan be our lord. Yeah. And so for me, it's kind of the same thing. It's like... I don't believe that's the case, that I will never be good at this job or that I will crash and burn at this job. Yeah. I, I honestly don't believe that will happen. Mm-hmm. But the, at the end of the day, my attitude has to be, it's not about me succeeding at the job so that I can feel fulfilled. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about me being obedient. Yeah. So whether I live or die, whether I succeed at this job or whether I crash and burn, Christ be my Lord, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like he be glorified <laughs> in what I'm doing Yeah, and he'll take care of me. And if I crash and burn, he'll lead me to the next place I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be. There's some reason that I'm there at that school. Yeah. That is evident. Yeah. As long as I'm walking in obedience and my primary objective is to give God as much glory as I'm possibly capable of, yeah. then I'm succeeding whether I enjoy it or not, whether I like it or not. Yeah. So... That's kind of where I am, but at the same time, he is helping me. Like every single day, when I'm completely out of resources and I'm completely out of energy, mm-hmm. there's that added grace, and the Holy Spirit is there, and it's like, here you go. Here's a little bit more for the day. Here's a little bit more for yeah. the day. And I'm learning slowly how to handle situations. I'm learning slowly how to do the job. Yeah. And I'm learning painstakingly, bit by bit, how to enjoy it and how to love these kids. I've got some great kids. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. So anyway, that's, that's a little bit about where I am. It's funny. Cause like everything that you just said is everything that I've been going through since I started working at this prison. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, it's the same. Like I don't like this job. Yeah. It's not what I want to do, but that's where I am. There's an 800 number calling me right now. Took care of it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's where I am. It's where God has me. And like you said, you know, Christ be my Lord, regardless, this is where I am and this is what I'm doing. And I, I, had, an, <laughs> I had an inmate call me out today about that. Like, he was talking. We ended up talking. Like, I, I went up there to let him out of cell because it was rock time and he, he was slept a little late and... I go in there every hour or hour and a half or so to open their doors because once they come out on the rock, their their doors close, that, yeah, um, and have to shut them and lock them and leave them there, um, and uh, and so every hour or so, I come in there and I open the doors and <clears throat> if they got to get like something out of their cell, like a book or something out of their cell, they'll get it out of their cell, or shower stuff so they can go take a shower, they'll get it out of their cell, and then lock the doors back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, or use the bathroom or something like that. And uh, 
so I was going in there and I was making my rounds and he knocked on the door. I was like, I can't come out now. I was like, yeah, that's fine. And so I, uh, opened up his, cause it was his levels turned to rock. And so I opened up the door and, and he was like, uh, uh, oh no, no, that's not what happened. I came in there an hour before and he, he was one of the ones that had to go to the bathroom. I'm thinking of the other guy that came out, but he had to go to the bathroom. So I told him, I was like, you know, if you, if I shut this door, I won't be back for about an hour or so. He's like, that's okay. I got to I gotta get my quiet time in. And anyways, so I was like, all right. I didn't know. I thought he just meant, I didn't know. I didn't think he meant what I thought of quiet time was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, so shut the door, lock it, came back in an hour and, uh, checked on him. I was like, hey, you ready to come out? Cause he's a really cool dude. He's really nice. He never gives me any problems. And so I always, you know, you know, I don't know. I, I don't play favorites with them, but like, well, really I do. Cause some of them give me a hard time and some of them don't. And yeah. if you give me a hard time, it's hard not to play favorites. I mean, you can't cause you're a teacher. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a corrections officer. I can play favorites. <laughs> like yeah. this guy doesn't, he doesn't cause problems. So he's okay. We're going to, you yeah. know, if he needs to come out or go back in his cell, that's fine. I don't mind doing it for him. This guy is a jerk and <laughs> is disrespectful all the time. Why would I, why would I go out of my way? Yeah. I mean, I give them all of them what they need. Mm-hmm. Why would I go out of my way to fulfill a want of his? I'm not going to do that. Anyways, sorry, we're getting into another conversation. <laughs> um, but uh, this guy's really cool. Um, and uh, and so I, I went back up there. I was like, you ready to come out? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And then uh, he took his headphones out because he had little radios. He took his headphones out and, and, uh, and he put the little radio back down on his bunk is like i had to get some jesus in this morning i was like like, that was you meant by quiet time he's like yeah yeah i was like man that's one thing i miss he's like since i work on sundays i don't get to go to church on sundays anymore that's one thing i really miss about about you know not working on sundays and he was like well yeah you're right but you know that that guy just ain't at church i was like man you're right god just isn't just at church and then we started talking and a few few of the things he said was just like man, I'm an idiot. Like <laughs> I knew that. And, but, uh, but it was funny. Cause like one of the things he said was, um, he's like, man, it's important. And I, I said something like, yeah, you know, it says in the Bible to, you know, not to forego meeting, meeting together. Like it's very important that as a body of as the body of Christ that we all meet together and like we go to church and do that, that type of thing. And that's one thing that I hate about my job is that I can't go I can't always go and do that, um, you know, corporately, like with the body of, of believers. And and uh, he was like, yeah, you know, but the the church, he said it again. He's like, the church ain't Jesus. He's like, the church ain't the church. The church house ain't the church. He's like, yeah. the people are the church. It's like, so wherever the church is, wherever the people are, that's where the church is. He was like, I'm here you're here there's a few others in here he's like i know you might not believe it but there's a few others in here that are like that and uh, he was like so and he just looks at me what's stopping you i was like man go sit down (laughs) (laughs) but he laughed like he could tell like he was he was hitting home and i was like it's like you're right you know he's like that's see that's what you gotta you just gotta remember that you know whenever these guys start getting on your nerves Whenever these, because the few days before, like they had just like worked my nerves the whole day, I stuck my neck out for a lot of them that that day, and they just stabbed me right in the back. And 
you know, and, and I got sick of it. Like, you know, because they say if you if you stick your neck out for one of them, you got to do it for all of them. That's what they tell you in the academy. That's not true. Yeah. Because some of them, you stick your neck out for them, they'll use you and then cut your neck right off. Yeah. Or your head, not your neck. They'll cut your neck, which makes your head fall. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and then some of them, you'll stick your neck out. You'll stick your neck out for them and they'll stick theirs out for you. Like, yeah. Um, and I don't mean anything like illegal. That sounds super shady. Like, yeah. Uh, legal things, not yeah. contraband type things. Right. Um, but like, you know, get them jobs, vouching for them, stuff like that. Um, or letting them use the phone when it's not their turn, like when it's not their turn to rock, like it's not their levels, you know, let them like a 30, like a 15 minute phone call, something go right back in their cell, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I was doing that. And they'd turn around and get me in trouble with my sergeant because they'd want, they just want more and more and more. And, you know, so it, I, I finally got to me. I was like, I don't, not, this is not happening anymore. Like, that's it. That's it. You guys screwed it up for everyone. Uh, and, you know, so I was like, this isn't no more for anybody. Mm-hmm. Not just the bad ones, the good ones too. You guys messed it up for everybody. And so ever since then, which I'm going to continue to run my dorm this way because I feel like that's the fair way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, you know, I don't, if it's not your turn on the rock, you don't come out on the rock. Like that's, that's just how it is. But anyways, um, and he was, and he remembers that day because it was his level that was out when I got all mad and, and, you know, I had to take a minute, you know, take a beat and then come back and get everybody to lock down and everything. But, um, but he remembers that he was like, you know, when, whenever these guys get at you and get on your nerves, you know, you just got to remember that, like, you don't answer to them and you don't answer to, you don't even answer to, like, he, he was like, what he was, the way he was saying it. I understood what he meant, but what he said was, "You don't even answer to your superior officers." I mean, he—I mean, he—he he was talking—he wasn't—he yeah. was talking about spiritually, and it—and it was like, "You answer to a higher power," and it's like this—you know—he says in the Bible that if you, you know, follow his—you know—what he tell—if you do what he tells you to do, with the right heart, then he—he'll fight your battles for you. It was yeah. like you—you you don't have to worry about it. He's like, you need to remember that. You don't need to come in. He's like, you, you don't have to come in here. And I don't want, he's like, I really don't want to see you become like every, like almost, he said like every other officer here, but not every officer is like that. But he was like, yeah. I don't I want to see you become like every other officer here where you, you know, you come in and you're angry all the time and all you do is yell at people. He was like, because that's, he's like, that's no way, one, there's no way for you to talk to someone and that, that's just no way for you to be because it's miserable. And uh, he was just like, so you need to remember that whenever, you know, you want to come in here and act like that and these guys get to you, he was like, you know, you, you, you're not by yourself. You're never by yourself. He's like, you, you always have help. So he's like, just remember, you know, and let God fight your battles for you. And I was like, man, thanks, dude. And I was like, all right, I'm going to shut this door because you're in prison still. <laughs> but it kind of, it was weird. It was a little... That's got to be a weird dynamic. It is. It is. Like, what, I mean, yeah. without divulging too much, like, what if he, would he have gotten saved in jail? Or, like, do you think he just slipped up? I have no idea. now he remembers who he is? Like, because that level of maturity. Yeah, and he was quoting scripture, like, back to back. Doesn't like, seem, you know. Yeah. Seems weird that that would happen at, yeah. the, at this same time of being. Yeah. 
in jail. Well, I mean, he's probably one of the few that probably don't doesn't belong there. I don't know. He might belong there. I don't know. But there's a bunch of them that don't belong there that are that got you know screwed over by someone or some circumstance. You know, not necessarily law enforcement, but just someone, some individual, hmm. and landed them in jail. And just that's, I mean, that's just the consequences that they have to face because of some stupid decision someone else made. Um, and then some of them will say that all day long, but they deserve to be there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. He, he's in E building, which is one of the max buildings. So I don't know. He, um, he, uh, he has a level seven security level so i don't know if it's his charge or is that pretty high yeah level eight is the highest wow so he you know i I don't know he he clearly he did something to get some kind of high level but you know that i don't know that that could have been anything like if, if you know you get sent to j building if someone hits you like you know if you're involved in a fight you go to j building because mm. it's you know your security level goes up and you know because you were involved yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. This guy's a is a yeah. mystery to me. He's cool though. He's he's a cool guy. But that's awesome. Know? Yeah, that's really neat. It was a, it was a cool experience, and but so I don't know. Um, I know there are a lot of regulations for me as far as what I put online. Yeah, they 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 monitor us pretty closely, supposedly on Facebook and things like that. I don't think that they actually do monitor that much. I think it's yep. more just a matter of if somebody else brings it to their attention, they'll do something. Like about it. You, you, you shouldn't put any any information about a student at all. Yeah. On online, um, or um, like you can't be friends or you can't communicate with your students online or anything like that. Like you're uh, not supposed to be. So I know teachers that are. Yeah. Like they tweet and they're on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. But according to the county, that's, like, heavily frowned upon, and they just, like, don't even do it at all. Like, do mm-hmm. not be friends with your students online at all, because it will come back to bite you. Like, you can get sued. I mean, all they have to do is accuse you of something. Yeah. And, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. So. I can do is say, I didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but as far as telling stories and things, I mean, the story I'm about to tell is only self-incriminating. <laughs> And anybody who listens to the whole story is going to understand the context. Yeah. So I don't think... Um, so what happened... This was, uh, I think, my first week. This was at the end of my first week, I think. Somewhere in the middle of my first week. And... We'd spent the whole time, the whole week, talking about rules and procedures. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have seven classroom rules, which is the max that you should have. Yeah. And they're really kind of too many. One of the things I've learned. Can one of the Can you have eight classroom rules and one of them, the last one, be the fact that you have to have an even number of classroom rules, not mm, this terrible no. Hitler number? No. It's not a Hitler you number. You shouldn't do that. It's the number of people. Um, because basically, like it's based on research, like people can't really remember much more than that. And I think they can remember eight. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, um, but I have these rules, and we we spent the whole week going over rules and procedures, and I had this PowerPoint 
and this is you know this is what we do here and this is what we do here do you have a pointy is... stick no you should get a pointy stick i, I need a laser is what i need oh <laughs> um, but so like i have like each of the rules and everything and the procedures like there's a difference between yeah. rules and procedures rules are like what you do and do not do in the classroom yeah. rules are punishable like you break them there's consequences and i have yeah. my consequences and that's spelled out for these kids and drilled into their heads most most of them some of them still don't know what they are you shouldn't drill into kids heads yeah um and then procedures are just the way you do things so you don't really punish them for not following procedures it's just what you practice like this yeah. is how we come into the classroom this is how we do this this is how we do this uh, this is how we transition from this activity into this activity do you make them salute you no but that would be awesome i would do that um some of them already think it's prison <laughs> um, especially the eighth graders because they're too cool to be there they should be in high school I already mean, so they're like come on this is the prison um <laughs> but anyway next time someone says that you should just walk by i know girl this is <laughs> such prison yeah i should yeah um but there anyway so this this <laughs> i had the quiz i had this quiz yeah on my rules and procedures and it was super easy because they're posted on the wall so yeah. they were all complaining and everything that this was that we had a quiz and i was like you guys this is the easiest quiz in the history of mankind <laughs> I the didn't tell them are on the, the wall. answers are on the wall. <laughs> they should know that. That's part of the thing is like, yeah. you've known this whole week the rules are on the wall. Yeah. So, and you know, if like some of them were sitting in positions where they couldn't really see it necessarily. Yeah. But we'd gone over it every single day that week. <laughs> so even if you can't see the wall, you should know the answers. Yeah. If you can see the wall, you should know the answers and you can see the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so most of them figured that out after... They saw what it was, and they were like, oh, okay. So they were, like, writing as fast as they can. And yeah. Anyway, point of the story. I told them one of the things in my rules and procedures PowerPoint, um, and this is something that I took from another teacher, is, like, if you, so, if you so much as whisper, like, if you talk at all during quiz or test time, that's an automatic F. Like, period. The only exception is if somebody sneezes, you can say, God bless you. That is it. Like, you, you, should, Dang, you can't son. be complimenting the kids. Like, you can't say, oh, I love your hair today, Susie. Or be like, <laughs> those are some nice kicks. Like, nothing. Because you don't know if they're cheating or not. Yeah. You know? And if you allow them, There's, if you don't spell that out yeah. and give, like, really hard consequences, they will push the envelope. And yeah. they could cheat in some way. Yeah. And so they're I was sneaky. like... And it, sneaky, it's, those It's kids. infuriating because... Yeah, they are. It's infuriating because... They will not sit and be quiet during class time most of the time, mm -hmm. but test and quiz time proves that they are capable of it. <laughs> For 10 minutes, these kids will sit here and not make a sound, but the rest of the time, it's like, we yeah. can't do that. We can't do that. I'm like, bullcrap, you can't you do can. that. You can. You did it because <laughs> your grade was on the line. Yeah. Anyway. So wait, what, is, what happens during class time? Hmm? What happens during class time? Oh, there's always just like little whispering or something. And I'm over here talking, and one area of the classroom is like, and then they're talking about something. So you tell them to shut up. I mean, you don't tell them to shut up. <laughs> you tell them to be quiet, you know, yeah. and you maintain order. And then you go over there, and you're talking to them. And you, you, you use proximity yeah, like to pinpoint pockets of talkers. talkers. But then as soon as you move to a pocket, the other part of the classroom is like, oh, he's not in our pocket anymore. <laughs> so they talk. 
So you might have, I have a class of like 25 kids and you might have like four that never talk at all. And the rest are always, you know, trying to talk a little bit here and there or whatever, which they're sixth and seventh graders. Yeah. Our classes are like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to have adults not talk that long. Yeah. So I try not to, even though my rule is like no talking without raising your hand. Yeah. It's really hard to enforce. I enforce it only when like they're defiantly talking mm-hmm. and it's like, and you know, and you know, yeah. and especially like when they're the only ones in the classroom, you'll have like two of them. Yeah. That's when I move on to the consequences. Yeah. Anyway, look at the wall back to the, yeah, back to the story. It's like a pie chart. So I was getting really talking. flustered. This was the first quiz I'd given and everything. And I was trying to, this is my rowdy group of sixth graders. I have a rowdy group of seventh graders. <laughs> A great group of sixth graders and then a rowdy group of sixth graders at the end of the day. It's the the end of the day. day. So they're ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to go. And anyway, (laughs) so they're not, you know, they're all over the place and everything. And and I was like, all right, all right, settle down. Like, it's important that you guys completely understand this. Yeah. And I was giving my speech. And there's a group at the time. I have an assigned seating chart. I don't let them sit wherever they want as part of how I monitor and I, and I make sure that troublemakers don't sit together yeah as i randomize the seating chart and um and then i make adjustments and that way you're not like calling any single student out by making them change seats yeah you just randomize the whole classroom and yeah. they they know now when they come in the classroom first thing they do is look at the chart and they find their seat yeah and um so anyway i randomized it well this was like i said the first week so i didn't you use that first week to figure out who doesn't need who, to sit yeah. together but I hadn't changed it yet. So I had a group of like three or four little sixth grade girls that are like the three amigos. And they're in this one pocket of the classroom. And they get in trouble quite a bit. They did. They don't anymore. Um, so <laughs> I'm giving the speech. And I want to make them, I don't want them to fail, you know. So I yeah. want them to completely understand. I'm like, I need your attention. Completely undivided attention. You need yeah. to understand this. If you talk at all. Yeah. I promise you it will be an F. If you so much as whisper, it'll be an F. Yeah. Do not talk. All right? So I was reaching. I was turning my head to... It was one of those moments where in order to try to multitask, your mouth keeps going while your brain has moved on to thinking about something else. <laughs> and so I was thinking, I was like, okay, now I need to find that quiz while I've got their attention. I need to go ahead and find the quiz and pass that out while I'm finishing the sentence about not talking. And so I turn my head, and the group of, for those of you who can't see me, I'm turning my head to the right. The group of the troublemaker girls is so to my left. So everyone but me. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they're like over here in the left. And I turn my head, and I, I'm going to pick up the quizzes. And as I'm doing that, I am saying, <laughs> I'm saying. I'm worried. So it's like. So make sure you do not talk at all. And I say this very loudly to the whole class. And it's like, because I do not want to F you. <laughs> <laughs> and I pick up the quizzes. And I'm thinking, dear Lord, please tell me I did not just say what I think I said. You can hear a pin drop in the room. My head is turned. I'm not looking at the students. And from that pocket of girls, I hear... <laughs> oh my gosh so 
I try to keep my composure and not like die laughing at like what I, I just am. said. Yeah. Because the moment I do that, I lose all control in the classroom. So I grab the quizzes and I turn back to these kids and I'm trying not to smile. And I go and I start passing out to that group of kids first. And they're like, Mr. Beam, do you know what you just said? And I was like, yeah, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're over there like, laughing, like smiling at me. I was like, yeah, we're not even going to talk about it. Here's a quiz. It started, no talking. And that was like, at that point they knew like, oh, if we talk, we're going to get an F. So we yeah. have to start. So I tried to make sure like, let's get this going quick. Yeah. No talking. No talking. Yeah. No talking. You're going to get an F. <laughs> so that's one for my first year of mistakes <laughs> not to do. I told the group of sixth graders that I don't want to F them. <laughs> They know. <laughs> they know. They know. And I was thinking, I'm going to get fired for this. <laughs> Somebody is Do going you, to tell their parents, principal? Mr. Beam. <laughs> and then I'm going to I'm gonna get fired. The principal's going to come to your <laughs> yeah. classroom. Um, Mr. Beam, uh, I had a... I mean, I'm happy about the situation. I'm glad that you informed them, but let's maybe... maybe let's phrase it. it differently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, that's one for the history books. Way to go! <laughs> yeah, I was so I was just like, oh dear lord, what please tell that me come out. That did not just come out of my mouth. <laughs> it's one of those you say something <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, I can't put those words back. I can't take that back. And you think, well, maybe they won't notice. <laughs> and then you're like, they noticed. They noticed. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things we yeah. talk about. The no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. Uh, well, that happened. Yeah. Uh well, that's uh, that's our time. All right. That was fast. That was fast. It always is when we come back from a long time of. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. hope that wasn't too boring. It's a lot of a, a lot of grown-up things. Yeah. Minus you telling a bunch of kids you don't want to ask them. <laughs> It's not very grown up. <laughs> it's not grown up at all. <laughs> and it was trying so hard to be. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> and all those things, but there's not a lot that happens. It's on that. not. Uh, we would enjoy your your followship of us. Um, is that on a the word? Interweb net yeah, followership. I think. Maybe. Yes. I don't know. Okay. Hey, Gretchen. Oh, you're going to see your dad? Hey, that's something. If you guys listen to this, you should pray for my father-in-law, Darren Hillis. He has been in the hospital, in the hospital a lot, um, with an infection in his spine and just a bunch of other stuff. Um, and now he is currently in rehab, uh, rehabil like the because he's been in a bed for 20 days or something like that like wow and uh we found out one of our friends is in nursing school correct jessica occupational grad school for occupational oh grad school for occupational therapy and she said that one day of laying in bed is is like losing six, six 
Yeah, one day of laying in bed is six, is worth six days worth of muscle deterioration, and he's been in bed for twenty days. Oh my gosh! So yeah, he's he's got some work to do. Um, so, which is where my wife is about to go. Wow! Now, and if you hear that terrible noise in the background, it is a wonderful little dog, uh, <laughs> which is a friend of ours' dog uh, that we are currently. Dog sitting. Are they aren't they coming to get her today? Their flight got delayed twice. Oh. So that's what I was about to say. She's in there eating. I don't know. I'll try and come home. But they're on their honeymoon, right? Yeah. So their flight got delayed. <laughs> ben has a great story to tell you later. Me? Yeah. Yeah. About teaching. <laughs> but I want you to hear it because it's funny. Anyways, my blunders. Yes. Uh. But yeah, so pray for pray for Darren if you if you want to or if you feel the feel like you should. Um, That's rough. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad now because I said that dog's horrible. It's a good. She's an okay dog. She's she's just not my dog, so I don't love her as much as my dog. Yeah. Um, but it's just her bark is the worst. It's like piercing. Yeah. Anyways, um, follow us on the social medias. Uh, I I think I'm gonna be able to start doing more on there, um, <clears throat> so please follow us. Uh, I am going to start posting more on our blog, um, on our website, poserpodcast.com. That's still a thing. This is which is where this is going to be. Yeah. Um, uh, as I have time, I'm going to try to blog more. Yes. Yes. Um. So yeah. Uh, do that and uh. Thanks for listening to this, and thanks for still listening to us, even though we don't post any episodes. <laughs> like it all. <laughs> so, uh, stick a, you know, be tuned, stay tuned because I think next month I'm gonna post another one about which is gonna be us. We need to discuss this Batman Superman stuff. Yeah. We haven't done that recently. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. We got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. So, stay tuned. I just did the math. If I did it correctly, that's like four months of muscle deterioration. Yeah, that's a lot of muscle deterioration. That's bad. Yeah, his legs look like chicken legs. Wow. Yeah. Pretty I mean, he good. already kind of had chicken legs, but I'm like, <laughs> sorry about that. A little technical difficulty, but um, yeah, so stay tuned. Yeah. Should be back soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, all that to say... Don't stare at the potato. I'm staring at it because it's on your shirt. I am wearing that shirt, aren't I? Don't stare at the potato! Don't do it! Stop. Stop it. Don't do it. Don't stare at the potato. Don't stare at the potato. <laughs> <laughs>